You're listening to Solid Sound on Dublin South FM and joining me online is Lucy Stoner. Hey Lucy, how are you doing? Good, how are you? It's been a while. <laughs> Absolutely. Way too long, way too long. <laughs> Ridiculous, right? We're going to talk some tunes, yeah? Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Okay, starting out with The Wagon Christ, this tune's called The Funnies. Yeah, this is actually um, one of my favorite albums. Like, I would probably put Sorry I Make You Lush in my top 10 albums of all time. It's just a, a brilliant album uh, from Luke Vibert, who's a brilliant producer, like pretty much everything he does. Um, but this one, I, I really love. Yeah, it's a good selection. He makes some good stuff, uh, without a doubt. Uh, yeah, as you say, that Luke Viper, also known as Amen Andrews and some other aliases. Yeah, uh, what like Plug and oh, of course now I'm blanking on the others, but I, I don't think there's a single thing that Luke Vibert's put out that I haven't enjoyed. Um, but this album in particular, I remember listening to like pretty early i think this came out like 2003 or 2004 and so it was like right as i was getting out of kind of the more mainstream rave scene and into more experimental electronic music and um really just resonated with me and made me go out and seek out more tunes like this yeah a lot of people are going for idm stuff uh, in their talking tunes selection i don't know if they're trying to if people are trying to go oh look i'm listening to idm i must be very smart or what what was the story <laughs> yeah i mean I, I i want i want people to know that i don't just listen to donk no, <laughs> well there are some questionable choices in this lineup today um got a good selection got a good selection uh, I, I was trying to decide as well like would it be fair to give people a score at the end of the show uh, a score of how how i rate your tunes or is that too bold <laughs> <laughs> Harsh, but fair. You have failed. <laughs> and a great selection, absolutely great selection. Uh, so yeah, Wagon Christ. Yeah, I, Wagon Christ, this is like, this music like takes me to my happy place. This is like music I listen to when I'm doing work, if I'm like, if it's a nice day outside and I'm hanging out outside, if I'm kicking it with friends, like I feel like this is one of those one of those selections that just kind of work in a lot of different scenarios. You don't have to be in like a particular mindset to be listening to it or a particular space. Uh, and yeah, just Luke Vibert, hands down, one of my favorite artists of all time. So it's okay if we have some silences and some gaps as well, obviously. Yeah, totally. Totally, yeah. people want to hear the music. <laughs> talk in tunes, and then you talk all over them. It's like, what's going on? <laughs> so, Lucy, people would know you from Does It Bang? Yeah, that, that seems to be where uh, we're getting a lot of notice and recognition right now. It's really awesome. Uh, Does It Bang has been a huge part of my life the last couple of years, and I feel like I've really come into my own as a you know kind of dj and artist if you will through doing does it bang with uh, nick drexler i keep saying nick should rename himself to Dexler totally but hey <laughs> he did actually have a, a pretty good dj name but he it doesn't have the capacity to like maintain more than one name at a time he says right so he got rid of it and just went back to nick drexler <laughs> Oh, right. So what was his original DJ name? Was it DJ Awesome or something like that? Or It was Party Injury, which you can tell is pretty apt for Nick Drexler. <laughs> uh-huh. 
Yeah, you're no strangers to the show anyway. I mean, you had your guest mix. We should get you to do another one at some point. Uh, way back, over a year ago now. Um, that was my first uh, like guest mix thing that I did for the UK. Uh, I really contribute that to a lot of the friendships and people I know now uh, was you know being on your show. So like, big up to you. Thank you. I'm always on the lookout for something new, something interesting. Like, you know, when I saw you guys out there in the States, it was like, whoa, wow, pretty impressive. Like, you know, uh, I mean, how is, I mean, we already had one interview, um, so probably won't cover all ground, but like, you know, you're, you're flying the flag over there, right? Yeah, there was, there wasn't really a space for the, the, the UK kind of rave music over here. Not that nobody was playing any of it, but the scene out here was just a little more focused around some other subgenres. And uh, there's a lot of great underground music here, like breakcore, techno, jungle, drum and bass, stuff like that. But there wasn't a lot of that like silly kind of UK rave, like just fun, ravey vibe. I just said rave like eight times. <laughs> well, you said fun once, and that's the important one, right? <laughs> yes, like we really just wanted to have a party that was fun uh, and silly, and um, you know, we I think that we've done a pretty good job of cultivating that. We're really surprised by the by the interest in it from people over here. Um, I think a lot of people are into music that they wouldn't have been into a couple years ago before we started this. So that makes me feel really great. So tell me about the Does It Bang Night. Would it be the sort of thing where one minute you're hearing Wagon Christ and then five minutes later you've got a gold chain on doing gum fingers listening to Double Nine Nine, right? <laughs> totally possible. Uh, I've definitely uh, rinsed this track a bunch and various remixes of it that it Does It Bang. Um, we love Speed Garage and oh, I guess Garage as you all say it, right? Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, I mean like probably not going to hear a lot of wagon christ that does it bang but definitely like we've had idm we've had like live hardware sets we've had like our philosophy is bring your bangers whatever that means to you whatever you think are your like best hardest dance floor bangers bring those there's no genre requirements or limits and i think that's something that's really awesome about our party so is that why we've got double nine nine rip groove on now absolute banger right that is a 100% banger. Dare I say 110% banger. <laughs> it, is, it is one of my favorite songs of all time. Uh, I remember that I had, God, the, that Moonshine's music. Um, right. Baselines or CD. And that, I feel like, changed my life. Like, that was just, whew. Um, this song just is, yeah, it's an ultimate dance floor banger. Nice big long outro as well. Because <laughs> we're getting to hear the full tunes as well. That's one of the things I'm liking about uh, talking tunes is we get to hear the full tunes. Uh, and you get to like seven minutes in and you're like, man, this tune's got some hell of an outro. I know, right? Whenever I, I, I don't think I've ever mixed this song in its entirety. <laughs> um, I love that this song kind of made a, a comeback, you know, with that Sherelle yeah. moment. It was, that, that was great. <laughs> is it time? Oh, it's time. It's time for the percolator. It's time. I think it's time. <laughs> what I like about this song, your selection on your tunes is, you know, you could definitely tell. Well, I don't know if you could definitely tell, but you definitely look at this and go, I bet you I know who's picked these tunes out. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, I don't know if you have that show in America, but it's, you know, through the keyhole where they go to a celebrity's house and they, they go around the house and you have to guess whose house it is. Oh, that sounds fun. 
So it's like, maybe we should do that with this. Like, not introduce who it is. And just, like, have someone guess who it is. It's like, oh, Perculator. Right, okay, well. American accent. Maybe about, what if, about a handful of people. <laughs> Lady with American accent who picks Perculator. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, and the thing I say as well about picking picking out tunes, talking tunes, it's like this Perculator, you know, it wasn't until I met you face to face. And I'm like, what actually is the Perculator, you know? <laughs> yeah, and I don't really know exactly how this became the Does It Bang anthem. It just, it did. Uh, I think I remember really early on in mine and Nick Drexler's friendship, I put this in a mix. I had, I had stopped DJing for a really long time, like, oh, I don't know, hmm. six years, something like that, five years. And I, I was kind of in a rough place in my life and I was like, what are the things that make me happy? And I was like, oh, music, like playing music and DJing. And I made this mix and sent it to Nick and he was like, oh, that's a great mix. And I played the percolator, but only like a minute of it. And he was like, it needs more percolator. And like, it just kind of took off from there. And it's now our, our anthem, it's our theme song. <laughs> it's a good tune, it's a good tune. Oh yeah, it's brilliant. And I think that's one of the things we like as well is the fact that you'll do a mixture of, you know, American stuff and UK, European stuff? Yeah, yeah, I'm, uh, something that I really like about Does It Bang and kind of the way that we play music is that it, it's still very US. Uh, we play a lot of American stuff, but you know, we're clearly heavily influenced by your rave scene and, and music. And I love that when those come together. Um, and I think that really resonates with a lot of people too. I'm always wondering like why people in the UK like me so much. And I think it's because it's like fun for them to hear an American's interpretation of their music played back at them. Big time. Yeah, absolutely. And like I said to you before, your energy and your positivity and just your enthusiasm for the music and being where you are, it's like big salute. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't know how I how you would play music without just loving it. Like I play rave music for me so that I can rave and then like you're invited to come rave with me. Like <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it's time for the percolator. It's always time. I don't like, it's funny that like he, he tells us when it's time because I feel like it's always time. Yeah. Like when there's, when is there ever not a percolator time? Thank you. Yeah. This, is, this is a question I ask myself daily. <laughs> and there's uh, several remixes of this. Is why, why is you going for this one? Well, it's technically the original, but I guess it's like the reworked, like, you know, improved audio, but it's the classic. Ah. Uh, later. And God, yeah, like for Nick Drexler's birthday a couple years ago, I did a 15 minute mega mix of like 12 different versions of the percolator, like at his birthday party for him. Um, but you know, you just can't mess with the original. It's, it's the same with Rip Groove. I have a great, a lot of great remixes of that, but there's something about the original that just is awesome. And what's his artist called? Catch me? Catch me. Oh, Cashmere. 
All right. And where are they from? Uh, cashmere is actually green velvet. Is it? I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and where's he from then? Um, green velvet. I feel like he's Chicago. Now I feel bad that I don't know the answer to that question. <laughs> well, say Detroit and we'll just edit it afterwards. Uh, <laughs> and New York. It's either Chicago, New York, Detroit or Miami, I think, really, isn't it? It's got to be. Yeah. One of those. Four. It's def- no, I think he's definitely either Chicago or Detroit. Um, uh, Chicago. Yo, I got it the first time. Right, well done. <laughs> no, Chicago, like that Chicago house and techno scene is like so influential for a lot of the music we listen to. Now, where are we to now? Oh, so this is some baila funk or funk carioca, which is like a like a kind of electronic booty bass music from Brazil. Um, so this is, oh. yeah, this is actually, I studied this music when I was in college. So I actually like wrote an academic paper about Viola Funk and this is one of the songs I talked about. It's also just a banger. <laughs> it is a good tune, no, it did fits well. It fits well, I've never heard anything like this and it comes from Brazil. Like, So what did your paper surmise? Um, so I talked about, I kind of drew parallels between this music and um, like Miami bass, like Two Life Crew, um, and also like uh, gangster rap, uh, because this music was actually prohibited in Brazil for glorifying like gang violence and um, drugs and things like that. Uh, and I kind of make an argument that that's part of their cultural history and the music is part of their cultural memory. So it's a way that they remember things that the government would like to like sanitize or whitewash over. Um, it's kind of cool. Interesting point, yeah. Uh, the, the relationship between, you know, the audio histories or verbal histories uh, uh, histories in music. Yeah, it also kind of is like, um, there's this artistic concept called cannibalismo, which is basically like the way that like Brazilian music cannibalizes itself. Like it takes old music or music that was nationalized and then like remixes it to create a new national identity or memory uh and it's it's really fascinating um but also i just was really into the music and i was uh, 10 years ago 15 years ago i was playing this music sped up and layering breakbeats over it and that was what like my very first lucy stoner project actually was doing that <laughs> Yeah, you've, I was saying to you before, like, would you ever try a hand at a bit of producing? You know, I did. I did used to do a little bit of producing. I would never really call myself a producer, but I did a lot of, like, live remix sets and a few remixes in Ableton and then just, you know, put it away for a while. And when I attempted to pick it back up a year or so ago, it was I was like, wow, this simultaneously looks really familiar and not at all like I remember. Yeah. <laughs> and you know the the time uh, I want I want to but the time requirement to relearn it all seems daunting. It is a, an, an unbelievable well or black hole for time producing. <laughs> I don't know how anybody does it, but there we go. Yeah, I do have lots of ideas though. It would be nice to to kind of pick back up the technical stuff and be able to put some of that down. 
This is Moxie and Mighty Fools. So a very different style of music now. Yeah, so this is like what I think of as kind of that classic bass house sound, um, which I really love, although I refuse to play any of it at its regular tempo. Actually, this song sounds really weird at this tempo. It's still bang, but I, I speed all this stuff up to like 140 and it's amazing. What tune is this? So this is called Throwback. Uh, it's by Mighty Fools and Moxie. Uh, it's probably my favorite bass house song. Like I, I play it in almost every set that I can. Uh, actually, I got Tim Riddlin into bass house via this song. You heard me play it on a DOS booty and lost his mind and uh, asked me for it. And now I, I hear him dropping it in sets all the time. It's awesome. <laughs> Good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah, I mean, you know, is a big wide spectrum of music out there uh, and one of the things I definitely like is going out there and, and, and just constantly soaking it all up and you know you put I was taking the mic a little bit with some of the stuff you put on it but uh, definitely yeah it's a wide selection on there so you what? taking the mic having a laugh at some of the stuff you put on here you know oh. <laughs> how do you find with um, English vernacular. Are you up on your English vernacular? I am getting way better at it. Um, it especially in lockdown, I, I would say that like the majority of my Facebook feed and the friends that I talk to are UK people now. Yeah. Um, we do a lot of like Zooms and hanging out and you know, we do these does the does it bang live stream parties and I would I want to say those are like 70% UK people. Yeah. So I definitely feel like I've been in like a language immersion program for the last few months. Uh, between that and my trip out back in March um, to play some shows and go to bang face like i feel like i've gotten much better but there's i'm still always learning <laughs> okay. quick fire round then i'll give you a word and you tell me what it means how about that <laughs> all right oh no <laughs> now nah, i've totally gone void of ideas oh yeah bear what bear no clue. bear meaning very you they say bear if you're a roadman yeah <laughs> Oh, dear me, this is going to go well. What about crepes? Oh, yeah, no, I'm going to fail this ethically. Shoes. Cool shoes. Cool shoes? Or crepes, yeah. I don't even think we have a word for cool shoes. I'm sure we do. I just don't know it because I'm not cool. <laughs> oh, we're, we're going to have to try and think of some real simple ones. What about Cockney rhyming? You, do you know any, any of that? No. Apples and pears, pork pies, none of that, no? Nope. Okay. I feel like my, I feel like my UK friends have really let me down now, and I have to have to have a word with them. All right, so so far you scored zero points. Well, let's move on to the second round. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Thorpey. Yes, this song I will say with all with 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 every fiber of my being, with all of my certainty, has my favorite drop of all time. Better make sure we talk over it then, yeah. This is, it's the second drop, don't oh, worry. Okay, so we can talk about this one then, yeah? Yeah. The, the second drop in Thorpey's Clownin is, um, I would marry it if I could, to be honest. <laughs> Such a banger. I mean, like, I play this in the States and people have never heard anything like this and they just absolutely lose it. It's wild. That off me nut baseline sound is just brilliant. Oh. So, should we talk about your trip over to the UK? I mean, I'd say 
you've, you've been dining off that for quite some time now in terms of looking back over what what it was during these COVID times, right? Yeah, I mean, I, it was like crazy because I, when I left, it was like March 6th and, you know, my family and friends were just like, well, you know, like be safe, maybe sanitize your seat on the plane and have a good time. And, you know, came back straight into lockdown. So it was like a wild trip to it, it was it already would have been crazy but it was extra crazy to experience through all that oh here comes our drop <laughs> Oh, if you could see my base face right now. <laughs> Do you not feel like it's a bit of a false drop, though? I, can't, I, I like to just go straight in, you know? Oh, no, I love it. <laughs> uh, no, I, I, there, it does something. To, I mean, it literally twists my face into the most gnarly base face you could ever imagine. It's so genius. Oh. Yeah, because when you came over, I guess you met Thorpey, did you? Oh, God. You know, I met so many people. You met so many people, you've forgotten who you met. <laughs> yeah, and you know, I spent a lot of time hanging out with like friends like I had made online, like a lot of the HSMMG people and um, some folks who had come out to a dozen things um, earlier in the year or the year before, I guess. But I definitely met like a lot of my heroes. Like, I'm pretty sure I met Thorpey. I definitely met like Titch and, uh, you know, the, a couple of the mutant base people and um, Mandy Dextrous and I mean I don't know just like people who, to me who are like huge celebrities and just, you know I was losing it <laughs> but yeah that was a, a, a magical trip I've never felt more at home than I did in kind of the UK rape scene and at Bang Base So now we're into Ritalin. Where are ya? Yep. Yes. Oh, this song. Uh, this song is actually on the Desert Bang comp that we put out uh, in February, about a month before we left for our trip. And Nick and I have loved Ritalin for, since we basically became friends before we started doing Desert Bang. Um, Nick has literally played sets that were two-thirds just Ritalin tracks. And I had such a hard time picking my favorite Ritalin track. I, I honestly don't know if I, if I could do it, but this one is is definitely up there, one of my favorites. And it's just such a quality tune. It goes so hard. Oh. Always, always with Ritalin, always goes hard. A lot of energy, a lot of tempo. Yeah, we were, we were delighted that he wanted to be on the comp and that we we got him in, uh, especially because like I don't think he had put out many tunes for a little while, and then now he's he's got a bunch of great stuff like out. Like he put out a really amazing track on the Dos Booty comp, and is working on some new stuff, and it's really awesome. Lucky for us. Absolutely, yeah. Tell us a bit about the album you put out. Yeah, so we wanted to put together this comp uh, for just to kind of like raise some funds for does it bang so that we could you know bring out some artists who weren't just local uh and things like that and we ended it ended up being such a great project because we brought together a really cool selection of tracks from the bay area and kind of local and then from the uk 
uh, and it's pretty well balanced, lots of different styles. We called it multi-genre belligerence because that's really the vibe of our party and it's definitely the vibe of this album. Um, some of my favorite tunes are on it. I love all the naming. <laughs> so, uh, I've got to say, this stuff like the aggressive booty music, multi-genre belligerence, <laughs> some real creativity behind that. Yeah, I mean, like, we realized, like, singular genres couldn't contain what we did, what we were into, so we just started coming up with, like, silly names for music, but that also felt kind of accurate, and now it's just become our thing. It's like, before every party we throw, Nick and I get together and just, like, you know, shotgun names at each other for silly genres we can put on the flyer. (laughs) Yeah, it's cool. I kind of rocked that a bit with the guest mixes now because I've got a lot of guest mixes up on the SoundCloud and it's like you can only call something drum and bass so many times before you go, well hang on, what type of drum and bass is it or what type of brick core is it or whatever, so uh, yeah, but I don't think it'll ever match up, but uh, yeah, it's a good idea, good idea, forget genres, just describe it describe it however you want like you know yeah i was i was actually looking through your the mixes again the other day and like one of them was like rave selecta i was like that's a great name for like a mixed genre yeah <laughs> nah, that was bollocks, bollocks is bollocks good or is it bad bollocks is bad usually right did i get that one right you're not scoring very many points on the on the on the linguistics, especially considering linguistics is your thing. Bollocks is a, is either could either be good or bad depending on context. Oh, I've only ever heard it used bad. <laughs> yeah, no. If so, it, well, it depends. If it's if it's the bollocks or bollocks. If it's the bollocks, it's really good. But if it's bollocks, it's bad. Oh, well, now I feel like that was a trick question. <laughs> Bit of a trick question. <laughs> Oh, I got to hear this song played twice when I was out for the Das Booty show um, because I played it and then Tim also played it. But don't worry, I made sure it was cool for me to also play it first. I didn't just hijack his song. <laughs> oh, that's classic. That's classic, though, isn't it? You play all the headliners' tunes before it comes on, right? <laughs> I did basically say, uh, I was wondering if I could play this, but also I'm on before you, so you don't really get a choice. Yeah. <laughs> You've had some big names. I mean, you've been doing the streaming. I think, you know, with the lockdown, people are like, oh, okay, lockdown, fair enough. Game over. But you're like, no, no, no. Up the game. Let's bring it up, like, you know. Um, (laughs) Streams have really, really gone crazy, right? Yeah, it's kind of wild. When we started them, we just thought it was going to be like me and Nick and a handful of our friends just trying to keep, you know, the party spirit alive, even though we can't party together. But I think it really resonated like with the UK folk. And then we realized like, oh, hey, there's a bunch of people that we could never like afford to bring out to our dinky little party. But like they might want to play on the Internet. The lineups have been amazing. All right. We have to pause there. We have to pause there. Yeah. Shere Khan, right? I don't know. I, I don't, I've got a bit of a man crush for Shere Khan, but there we go. Yeah, I've got a fun fact about this one. Well, tell me, what's your fun fact about Shere Khan's astral as, astral fortitude? <laughs> How do you pronounce it? I don't know. 
your cosplay favorite. This was the very first song that I played in my set at the very first Does It Bang. Like this opened the first ever Does It Bang party. Wow. How's that for a claim? So it has a heart. <laughs> How long have you guys been doing the Does It Bang parties then for in, in the physical? Um, well, I mean, like we're about to be coming up on our two year anniversary. So our, we're going to do a big two year anniversary stream. But our first physical in-person party at Frix 581 was in November of 2018. Kind of crazy to think about now. But yeah, I mean, I think this song encompasses everything that Does It Bang is and Lucy Stoner is. It's booty, it's silly, it's, you know, unexpected. It's, you know, it, it is, it is. <laughs> samples are classic. So are samples two classics. Yeah, oh yeah. Speaking of booty. Yeah. <laughs> Venga boys, who'd have thought, eh? <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, more on that kind of this this section of, of the talking tune selection for me is definitely that silly booty vibe that I love that I think a lot of people have come to kind of know me for. Um, this is also a song that I speed up. Sorry, Lobster B, I love you. Uh, <laughs> he does not like when people speed up his tracks, but he says I get a pass because I do it well. <laughs> This song, um, Nick played in the in a set the first time we ever did a back-to-back -back set, and we actually did, it was a versus set because our goal was to try to destroy each other with laughter so that the other person couldn't effectively mix, and he, he won with this track. Like, I was on the floor, could not mix the next track because I died when I heard this for the first time. Good three-way uh, mix. What you got there? You got Venga Boys. You got the Face Down and Up and Down. Right? <laughs> it's like dog on top. I'm definitely dancing on my couch right now. Super. <laughs> so, how long were you into this music before you started doing uh, Does It Bang? What a complicated question. I've actually putting yeah. together made me think about that. And in some ways, I always was kind of listening to music like this, but I didn't really know about the, the specific kind of UK hard, silly music genre until I kind of linked up with Nick and then another friend of ours, Jessica Dropacat who was the first person I ever heard play like UK Bassline. Uh, but I had always been into like, like I wasn't really into like Fidget before Fidget House and like Hard House, especially like US Hard House, which I now call Proto Donk. Um, I actually recently came into a large collection of, of old Hard House records and I was like, oh my gosh, this is basically just donk music. I always liked this. I just didn't know that it was that. Uh, <laughs> but definitely got exposed to the, the UK side of things. Um, about a year before we started doing Does It Bang, I want to say. 
I think one of the interesting things about having a purpose to music is you're know, listening to stuff and like you're saying there, you probably were listening to this, but if you didn't really have a purpose for it, you'd listen to it and just go, okay, forget it. Whereas nowadays you'd be constantly like, hang on, oh yeah, I like that tune, that's gonna go in a set someday, you know? Yes, definitely. I think when you, when you have a purpose, then you're a lot more dedicated um, and you'll dig a lot deeper. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's I definitely listen to music differently now. Like I used to listen to a lot of mixes on SoundCloud and now I spend a lot more time just listening to tracks and kind of digging, as you say, um, looking for a producer that I'm into so that I can like follow them and then go down the wormhole of songs that autoplay after that. I mean, I say there's no rules on this show. Uh, play whatever you want. Uh, but I, I did I did notice that you got, uh, what's it, Captain Ahab. That's not rave music. And I'm like, what's going on here? I've got vital hearing time here, which is not rave music. What's going on? <laughs> I would argue that Captain Ahab is super rave music. I have just really? perhaps picked maybe a less ravey song. Okay. <laughs> um, Captain Ahab raves were the craziest raves I've ever been to, actually. Oh, really? I didn't, I didn't get that at all from the tune you selected. Anyway, that was that. This is this. This is... <laughs> Piccolo, Piccolo? Piccolo, there you go. This is aggressive booty music at its finest. Right. A lot of ass. There's a lot of ass, yeah. That's, that's part of the booty, that's the booty yeah, part, Cushy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Penny finally drops. <laughs> <laughs> When I found this music, I was like, this is what I've been trying to do all along by kind of speeding up booty bass and layering breakbeats over it. And somebody's done it way better than I could as a, as a DJ. Um, and turns out there's a bunch of this out there and from some brilliant producers. Um, one of the best things about kind of getting back into DJing was discovering some music that I probably wouldn't have landed on if I wasn't actively looking for stuff like that. But this is definitely a, a classic Lucy Stoner aggressive booty music vibe. Because, um, you know, I got into, after being kind of in the mainstream rave scene in LA for a bit, uh, like where I found my first home was in Breakcore. Um, and I was hanging out with the Dark Matter people down in LA and Flower Shop up in the Bay. Uh, and it was Breakcore. I was, a, I was in a digital hardcore band and uh, was DJing a lot of Breakcore and I, that's always going to be a part of me and so I really like marrying that with some of the newer stuff that I'm into yeah this tune's full on like isn't it it's, it's a full on banger yeah goes hard and it's got a lot of those like club samples that I love and yeah it's great What's the story with Flower Shop? I guess, like everything else, it's on hiatus, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, we did a couple of stream things early on, and then I know that uh, the Ireland Collective has done a couple of streams, but Flower Shop is definitely more oriented towards in-person stuff, and I think we're working on, like, putting out um, potentially an album um, or doing a vinyl release, but yeah, parties with them are kind of on hiatus right now. So here we go, Captain Ahab, right? This to me sounds like punk hardcore. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so they are what I think of as like our version of Ravecore. 
you know, I know out there, like we think of rave cores like SpongeBob SquareWave, which we'll definitely hear later. Uh, but they, uh, yeah, I mean, I wonder if maybe it would be better if I picked another song, but I just love this song so much. It's a bit like uh, Atari Teenage Riot or something like that. Yeah. Would you say Atari Teenage Riot isn't rave music? It's a tough question, Lucy. <laughs> Because for me, like, that's a huge, like I said, my very first music project ever before I was a DJ, I was playing um, keyboard, I was playing synth in a digital hardcore and then singing. All right. Uh, rave music to me is hands in the air, right? But the lyrics in this is like giving out about the mum and stuff like that. It sounds like angry teenager music. It, it, so this is actually from their co- uh, concept album. Uh, and all the songs in this album are written, for the most part, from the perspective of this, like, teenage girl. This, like, stereotypical teenage girl. Uh, I also wrote a paper about Captain Ahab. I wrote a lot of nerdy stuff about really cool music. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, this is... Um, Captain Ahab is the essence of what I think of when I think about my time in the L.A. kind of hard rave and breakcore scene uh, going to those shows. They've Jonathan, who was the main person who did the music in Captain Ahab, is now the producer for Clipping, which is a really cool hip-hop group. Yeah. That's interesting, because Hurt Day started his uh, selection out with Clipping. Yeah, they're brilliant. And so this is the same guy. Captain Ahab and Clipping, the music production, is the same person. There you go. There you go. I never knew that. <laughs> yeah, big education. And I, and, I, and I live to be educated. I will definitely send you this album, this Captain Ahab album. All right, one more. One more. All right, let's see. Yeah, this I like. This is like the best bit. <laughs> yeah, so that's the intro to the next song of the album. <laughs> This is like, oh yeah, where's where's the rest of this track? <laughs> and then you had to go and do this. I don't know. Yeah, I had to do it to you. Test our friendship. I mean, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I had to do it to you partially because of our yeah. history around the song. But also, like, tell me this is not a brilliant song. It is, it is, it is, it is. You know, I've got big love for Sound Murderer, right? So. That was definitely my my biggest, heart, like, bummer of Bang Face. Like, I still had an amazing time and got to see so many people I wanted to see, but Sound Murderer was at the very top of that list. So it was such a bummer. Big time. I mean, stateside, right? So it's got to be easier for you to see him than us. Yeah. No, I. I, I feel like he's never come around or at least not in the time where i would have been aware of it and you got a jungle collective in the bay area right in hardcore junglers unite yeah 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 yeah. it's they're great and really they do a, a lot to kind of bridge the hardcore and jungle scenes out here um i would say that drum and bass is a lot more popular but we've got some cool little pockets of good hard jungle also nice ones is another crew out here that's really repping jungle um but it's definitely a little more underground than the drum and bass scene which is way bigger than clubs rather than like warehouses and stuff like that two things right one is limb by limb way 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 too rinse <laughs> secondly people 
accusing cutty ranks of being uh, homophobic. Yeah, you know, it's it's complicated. Um, I actually wrote a little bit about that in that Bilofunk paper. Like, Well, that's where we're going to go next. It's like, can you separate the artist from the art? Yeah. Um, no, like, yes and no. I don't think you can always separate the artist from the art. But again, it's remembering that there's there's cultural memory and so even the things that are bad right when they're represented in music they're presented to us to like think about and consume it's a, it's the narrative that you know maybe wouldn't exist if the music didn't exist and so like yeah there's a lot of problems with jamaican dance hall and and jamaican culture when it comes to homophobia um, but also like would it be better to never hear about that like i don't really know and so it's a, it's a complicated music is so complicated and cool like that well that's what we're here for talk about complicated issues like you know this is this is where we stroke our beards and hopefully you've got one stuck to your face now <laughs> you know you said you've written two papers about this sort of stuff so you know let's go there yeah yeah i uh i mean what would you feel if like your favorite most favoriteest artist suddenly started saying stuff like Holocaust denial or some bullshit like that. Like, would you be throwing the music out and going, that's it, I'm not listening to that anymore? I've had to make some choices about that even this year. There's been some call-outs of some people for things like sexual assault. And I've been like, okay, well, like, do we now have to cancel that person and everything they've ever made? And, you know, it's a it's, it's a complicated dance. Um, yeah. You know, part of the Lucy Stoner project was about taking, because I don't know if you know the origin of Lucy Stoner, the name, uh, but Lucy Stone was a first wave feminist who was also a suffragist and she was the first woman on record to like not take her husband's last name and then a bunch of her followers were called Lucy Stoners. And my project was always about taking really misogynistic music that I love and kind of like reclaiming it and reappropriating it and being like now that like because I'm playing it, it, it now has a different meaning. It's like being resignified. Um, and also kind of making fun of it right and so i think as djs we get the opportunity to change narratives about music so i think yeah that's a really complicated question but yeah <laughs> it's a it's a, it's a complicated one i got you brought it back though that way i never realized that about lucy stone i never i never knew a lucy stone either um yeah there's the there's a lot to it isn't there uh where i was gonna go with this was you know i think the thing i love about music is bringing it together how it brings people together um you know the the, the lyric you know you may be black you may be white uh in our house there's only house music right and that you come to the rave mm-hmm. to be united to be together to forget the politics forget everything and just come and you know unity of man and enjoy music like you know that is the other end of it right yeah also, these breaks are just killer, so, you know, it's hard to hear. Anything over these breaks is just brilliant. <laughs> this is what got me into breakcore, like, because I was listening to Jungle, but not really breakcore, and, and digital hardcore, you know, but, like, I was like, oh, my God, I feel like I've reached the promised land with these breakbeats, and then I was like, there's a whole genre like this? <laughs> yeah, if we're going to talk over anything, let's talk over the happy hardcore. <laughs> Or cut or talk over cut your rights, which whichever. But yeah, this is a beautiful tune, this it's really good. Uh, especially for a jungle tune as well, to be more than like four minutes long and to have so many different parts to it as well. It's a good, good selection. Yeah, this part coming up is so so good. 
Hey, so, you know, we missed our murderer at Bang Face, but we saw Sherelle, right? Sherelle was just unreal, but there we go. Oh, yeah. I wasn't expecting Sherelle's set to be so hard. It was great. Like, it, 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 I was expecting 160, and I feel like we got 180. <laughs> yeah, I was easily one of the, for me, one of the best sets of the, of the weekender. Definitely. But that's a tough call because there were so many good sets. Yeah, somebody asked me what my favorite sets were, and I, I was like, oh, I guess I could try to pick five, but it's so hard. So now we need to just try and remember the energy of where we were a minute ago or two days ago. Ah, <laughs> oh, the classic. This one's got funky ass in it as well. Well, yeah. Everything's got ass. All your tracks got ass in them somewhere, right? I'm glad that I could live up to my aggressive booty music title that's been bestowed upon me. <laughs> definitely, definitely. So what should we listen to now? Uh, this is... My maybe my favorite just pure rave tune of all time. This is Eye Opener, and it's the Brisk 99 version, which, fight me, this is the best version of the song. Although I love all of them. And I couldn't not put this song in, both because it's kind of become an anthem of lockdown. You know, people uh, like are asking me to play it all the time, and we've played a lot of different versions of it. But also, this, this takes me back to like my very earliest rave memories. Uh, I remember going to my first raves in like late 1999, early 2000, and I remember seeing Brisk play summer of 2000 and being like, "Wow, like this is my music. This is this is this is wild. This is different than anything I've ever heard before." Um, you know, in non-electronic music scenes. So, what sort of electronic music were you getting into first? Like, what was your first foray into rave? Happy hardcore. <laughs> I, my very first rave I went to had like, you know, a couple rooms. There was some house. There was a, a bit of jungle, uh, and there was like trance. Um, but my, but what really got me and kept me going back to raves that early year was was happy hardcore. I was into like punk music um, and like some pop punk, and this really like felt like it embodied a lot of the hard, silly spirit of that. Um, plus, I love the vibe of just, and I know you're going to laugh at me, but that vibe of plur, that vibe of everybody comes together, we're all here to kind of love the music and have love for each other, and it doesn't matter who we are outside of this space. I, I always got that from the Happy Hardcore area. Absolutely. That's what Rave's about. It's about being yourself, enjoying yourself, feeling free, and coming together as one in a unity sort of thing. Yeah. And, you know, like, like most of us, I think there was a period where I got jaded and I like kind of forgot about that. And now listening to Happy Hardcore at this stage in my life, it, it's it just snaps me right back. Like um, just a memory that happens like instinctively. Uh, it makes me feel really happy and full of plur. <laughs> so you keep saying plur as much as you like. <laughs> you can't see my face, so you just have to take my word for it. Uh, it's acceptable. <laughs> my fingers crossed now. That just all seems a bit cheesy. Like, I know cheesy is good in a good way, right? But I don't know, the plur thing is a bit too much like, uh, a little bit too happy. What's the cheese supposed to be? Like, it's a, it, I don't know, for me, it's about like, not having to like be seen a certain way or like, you know, live up to a certain image or be cool or whatever. It's just, it's like the most epic cheesy and like you get to be okay with that. And it kind of, 
I don't know. I feel like we've done a lot of bonding even like in lockdown over that cheesiness and that just, yeah, you get the permission to be as happy and ridiculous as you want. I think that's a big present in either. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, you've been doing a lot of live streams over the lockdown. I mean, yeah, everyone knows you for your gigs uh, in uh, Oakland there, but uh, you've taken it to the internet, as, as a lot of people have, but you've really been smashing it <laughs> on the internet. Yeah, we... Uh People are like, wow, like, how are you doing all the streams? And we're just kind of like, what would we be doing if we weren't doing the streams? Like, we can't party. We can't throw our night. We, this is how we're staying connected to music, connected to friends. And what we realized was, like, there were a lot of people that we would have loved to have brought out to a Does It Bang. But, you know, we're a free Thursday night party in Oakland. Like, there was no way we we're going to be able to, like, afford plane tickets to bring out our idols. But when lockdown happened, you know, the one blessing in disguise was we're all now accessible to each other, like very, pretty easily. And so we just started asking people that we thought there's no way in hell they would say yes. But like, we really would love love them to play and we want them to know we want them to play. And they have overwhelmingly responded. (laughs) It's been amazing. Yeah, I mean, I think it's quite clear to see the fantastic success you're having with the stream. You got a huge number of people on there watching. Um, and that's what I think, you know, DJs are missing is, you know, doing something that's fun, doing something that's productive, doing something that's musical and that's got an outlet. You know, we miss that. We miss that from not having clubs. So anywhere where there's a decent outlet, people are going to go, oh, yeah, look, listening to that music. That's what we need. Like, you know, so that's why it's a great platform. And you've got so much fun, so much energy, so much creativity going into it as well. It's as good as you're going to get on the Internet, right? When it comes to raving. Yeah. We're, we're trying, but like our goal, Nick and I, when we decided to do the streams, our goal was always like, can we bring the vibe of an actual Does It Bang party to the internet? And so through things like memes and, you know, chats and uh, just having really fun biz and inviting really amazing artists to play. I mean, like, what well, we've had SpongeBob SquareWave, we've had uh, Jack is it, we've had uh, Dave Skywalker, we've had freaking Mark Archer, like, it's wild. <laughs> That's amazing. Absolutely. Fox Dye. I, I, oh, Fox Dye. Big fan of Fox Dye, you know that, right? <laughs> yeah, we can Fox Dye for granted because she's out here, we get her all the time, but I haven't seen her play since lockdown, and that was a, one of my top sets of all, all time. <laughs> we got Umbertron, and then... We've had, you know, a lot of local artists, our own crew, as well as like other artists that we would play out with parties out here, um, which is something we always loved about our parties is bringing together a diverse group of Bay Area talent who maybe wouldn't all play the same parties usually. Chairs made of human skeletons. Um, We have Bay Area legend Forrest Green play. Uh, So it's really awesome. When are you going to get Dormouse and Venetian Snares doing (laughs) back-to-back? Well, we do actually have Dormouse on the next... Our next party is our two-year anniversary party. Um, And so we've got Dormouse on that lineup. uh, Working on Venetian Snares. (laughs) Uh, Keep working, keep working. He probably, he probably want, he probably want you to do like the full audio visual setup, like you know, unless you've got a fifty-foot screen in your house. (laughs) Oh, this is one of my favorite songs. Chairs made of humans. Now move.
This is Skeletairs. It's the Venetian Snares remix of Dormouse's Skeletairs. And it goes with everything. Like, I have not found a song that you cannot layer Skeletairs on top of and make it bang harder. Hmm. What about something really ambient? Oh, yeah. Nick and I have a whole um, aggressive... Uh, uh, we have an aggressive ambient music and an ambient booty music project that will never see the light of day, but that we crack up to doing on our own. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, ambient booty music. That's a gap in the market. It's really awesome. Don't knock it till you've tried it. <laughs> oh. Yeah, just like someone saying ass, but like with loads of atmosphere and loads of echo and reverb. And then that just hangs in the air for like a minute, you know? Yeah, well, I mean, that Shere Shere Khan Asshole Four Titties track is not far off. Got to to be more mellow, got to be more mellow, (laughs) like really abstract. Is this even music? (laughs) Yeah, Dormouse, so local, well, not local, but I mean, local for you anyway. Yeah. Legend, as in he's American, right? Uh, We're really lucky here. The, the, the breakcore scene in America is really tiny. So, like, when I was really heavily involved in it, like, in the mid-2000s, um, everybody just kind of knew everybody. We all would see each other at shows. And so Dormouse was in Milwaukee. I think he's now in Miami, out there with Otto von Schirach. But the, you just you just kind of saw everybody at those shows because it was such a niche, a niche thing over here in the States. So very blessed to have been a very with very big artists. So you like your breakcore, right? What's your what's your sort of edge of breakcore where it's like that's nice, but then it just goes into nah, not listen to that. Like, what sort of breakcore do you like? Well, I mean, we've got SpongeBob now. I mean, this is yeah, you know, just ravecore, right? So you know, you got some great samples, but what, what stuff don't you like? Um, not a lot. Like, I like almost all breakcore. I mean, as I've gotten a bit older, I probably have gotten a little bit away from some of the like grind core and noise core stuff although i was really into that like in like 2005 2006 uh itch era so i kind of moved through breakcore you know genres or specialties but breakcore will always have a special place in my heart um it's the reason i got into the bay area rave scene through flower shop so i really owe all of my norcal rave career to the breakcore scene spongebob obviously you know we've got 200 bpm pure craziness uh and of course he's got a talent for making several songs and then squishing it all into one big song right fly squatter by spongebob square wave why'd you pick this one this is both for kind of nostalgia reasons i think this was the first spongebob square wave song that nick ever showed me and i was like oh my god uh but also i think just just genius like you said the song is like three totally different tracks in one it's a perfect harmony of like silly cheesy hard as shit uh and technical like it's just brilliant i mean titch is a brilliant brilliant producer but the the rave core stuff that he does the spongebob stuff that he does is probably my favorite because there's no one really doing anything quite like it Uh, I'd love to get Titch on the show to talk tunes. I'd say that would be one hell of an hour oh. of Titch going 
this is the music I really like listening to. That would be unreal. Yes. Yes, please. Would would sign up. Would listen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But maybe one of these days, maybe one of these days. I know he's quite a shy guy. I know he likes performing. Um, but uh, when it comes to speaking, I think that's a, a different kettle of fish for him. But anyway, come on. Yeah, this one, the bass on it, I love the square, that that real sort of da 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 bass. Oh man, I love that. He like makes sounds that I feel like you can't hear in any other music. Like, you know, even if it's subtle, it's just, it's something so, like you hear, if you hear a song and you don't know who it is, like, and it's a SpongeBob SquareWave song, you know in, immediately that it's SpongeBob SquareWave. There's something so unique about it. Why, why is my, my, oh, my stream is, I just cursed, this is cursed. Um, for some reason my SoundCloud now is having a bit of a break. Oh. <laughs> Technology's great until it stops working, isn't it? Yeah, do you want me to pause on my end? Uh, yeah, do that. Okay. Please. I've got, I was into the, like, into, like, I think 58. So we can go back to 57. What did you say, was it? Uh, I was on, f yeah, you go back, go back like one minute or, or less, like, and then tell me what time you're at, and then I'll wait until I catch up to you. 57.32. Okay, if you pause it at 57.32, I'm at 18, 19, 20, 21, 22. Where are you at, say? 57.32. 32. Okay, I'm at 29, 30, 31, 32, go. Oh, right on the drop, well done. Right on the drop. <laughs> <laughs> and what a drop it is. Right, I'll leave that in. That's cool. Yeah, this this touches me in a special place deep inside my soul. My daughter, uh, who goes by DJ Starboss, uh, this is her favorite SpongeBob song of all time. She's getting a great education. <laughs> Mom of the year. <laughs> yeah. Uh, don't worry, give it five or six years and she'll be into One Direction or something terrible. One of my favorite things to do is play this song with Skeletors layered over it. Like, just kind of mixing into Broken Out of a Window in Hell, and it's just, it goes so well together. It's just pure mayhem. I love it. Pure mayhem. And that's the thing, you know, sometimes breakcore can be kind of hard to mix, but when it is pure mayhem, then all you need to do is do a quick switch, literally chop it over from one piece of mayhem to another piece of mayhem. And people are like, well, what's going on? It's just pure mayhem, but actually you're in a new tune. It's... You're like, thank you. Pro tip there. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> There's a real skill to it. Like, you, you listen to Dave Skywalker, and I'll big him up for a minute, because actually he's, if you listen to his mixes, he does do a quick changeover a lot of times. But what he does, and this is kind of something I've sort of, let's say I've learnt from him, um, is like he'll chop over to a new track, and it'll be like one bar, and then it'll be the drop. So you literally just cut over like one bar or two bars before the drop, and then it goes into the, so you're like, oh, what's happened here? What's happened here? As a listener, and it's like, ah, now we're into the drop, and yeah, now we're into the next tune, like, you know? It's a crafty way of doing it. <laughs> you can do that with breakcore. You can just do that with anything, really, I think. But anyway. Oh, wow, time is getting past us. Um, we are on to, what's this guy called? Oh, Wambushi. Yeah, but the original is DJ Shychangle. <laughs> Smile, fuck up. To be fair, until I, you know, like, grabbed this track off of my computer, I didn't even know that there was like an original uh, like i only know this so track as the wanbushi um song and it's like forever etched in my mind sure. just a it's what it's a brilliant song 
We'll have to do a shout out to Breakcore Gizme Wood in Ghent and Belgium. Yeah. Himself, uh, Audiotist, and I'm sure a few more in there. Great, great Breakcore. Yeah, yeah. We kind of take it all full circle back to how Breakcore is really how I got into all of this. And, uh, you know, the, the, there's. I am like half pure cheese, happy hardcore, and half just pure mayhem breakcore mixed into one person who then later got into other types of hard dance music. But that, that those two are really my start. We're coming towards the end, but yeah, some shouts yeah, in here. Um, definitely got a big up. I some Chris while you do your shouts. Go on. Go on. <laughs> Definitely got a big up does thing. The Hard Silly Mental Music Group. Uh, well, I would say Hard, Hard Silly Mental Music Group, Solid Sound, and Doss Booty are the reasons that anybody even knows who I am in the UK. So, like, massive ups to them. They're all amazing. Um, Red Tech is a crew who I've, like, basically become a resident with during lockdown. They have just all the ethos of what I love about raving. Um, and then, you know, the people who got me into it. So Flower Shop, my breakcore crew up here, uh, the Storm Riders, who are an underground crew down in L.A., um, and the SoCal Raves group, which is where I found my very first rave. Like, I would not be raving if it wasn't for that. The other people that I want to shout out uh, are just the people who have made lockdown, like, really tolerable and almost, dare I say, fun. Uh, something really cool that I've gotten to do during lockdown are back-to-backs with people from a distance. So like sending clips back and forth and mixing into each other and making these really cool like back-to-backs. The one you did with Dave Shades was wicked. Yeah, that was probably my most fun one to make. Like that was so, so nostalgia and so amazing to play all those tunes that just been sitting on my computer. So yeah, like Dave Shades, DJ Pew Pew Pew, um, Garage, and then me and DJ Please have done a bunch together and so just big up all of them because they've really been pushing me to go beyond just like what I would do at home by myself well I'm sure I speak on behalf of them as well I think we all love you as much as you love us uh, it's, a, it's a mutual thing uh, you're doing a great job out there yourself Nick Alex uh, big respect big salute you know keep doing what you're doing you know yeah thank you so much uh, we, we, we couldn't do it if it wasn't for all of y'all being so into it. It's really like a feedback loop of the best type. And we are so grateful for how much you love us and for how awesome you are so that we can, you know, I hope we keep doing this for a really long time. And big shout out to the guy who invented or girl who invented the internet, right? Because we have the internet, we'd be totally screwed. That's <laughs> <laughs> the love to the elders of the internet. Even if it is shit sometimes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, well, uh, my family are watching Bake Off. I don't know if you're watching Bake Off, but they're all watching Bake Off downstairs, so I better get going down to them. I will be watching Bake Off tomorrow when it makes it to America. Wicked, wicked. All right, well, thanks a lot, Lucy. Uh, thanks for taking the time to take the call. Thanks, Christy. All right, be lucky. Cheers. Cheers.